Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, this is Winter Burns, your co-host, and we are 
live and ready to go here on the Scoop Radio Show. I hope you guys are ready as well. We're going to have a good time tonight, um, so I hope you guys are ready. Uh, tonight we've got an awesome show. Of course, we've got news um, with uh, Cuzzo, and then uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Daryl Terrell, who is uh, a former IFBB pro bodybuilder and owner of Total Package Personal Training. Uh, we're going to be talking to him about some health and fitness tonight. Um, and then after that, of course, the Scoop Nation hot topic is going down tonight. So you guys want to make sure uh, that you're here. And then, of course, we're going to end the night show with Passion Talk with the fire starter. Ms. Cicely Victoria is going to be in the building. So we got a good show tonight. I want you guys to enjoy. I want you guys to ask questions. Call in if you're watching us live. Uh, on social media, put your questions in. Again, if you've got questions, give us a call at 929-477-2304. We want to hear what you think. Um, so it's going down tonight uh, on the Scoop Radio Show. So before we get started and get kicked off in the news, let me say what's up to my people. Um, what's going on, Miss Kelly Johnson from Curvy Kitten? What's up, Kel? Hey, what's up? I am good. Good to have you in the house tonight. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, Cuzzo, what you doing, man? What's going on with you? Chilling, man. Chilling. You know, doing good, doing good, and chilling. Okay. That's, that's, that's what I like to hear. And so tonight, guys, Miss uh, Shaquilla is not going to be with us. She's got uh, a previous engagement. Um, so you know, so she's not gonna be with us. So we gonna we gonna do this with just the three of us. We can make that make that have a song. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know, I've been practicing. Uh, I've been practicing. I think you added a person to the song, but it's cool. You know, ain't nothing wrong with a little remixing. Listen. <laughs> if 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 R. Kelly can do it. Jay-Z hey, can do hey, it. hey, hey! Whoa, 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 whoa! Man, it's the remix. <laughs> hey, it's the remix. Can't oh. say that name. Huh? I'm about to say most really most, most stories that start. No, I was about to say most stories that start with if R. Kelly can do it don't end up well. That's why I was saying whoa, 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 whoa. That's cool. That's cool. All right, man. So kick us off with news. Tell us um, what we got going on, man. I'm excited to hear. Well, maybe I'm excited to hear what's going on. Yeah, you know some of it. So. Uh, well, the news this evening, as always, is brought to us by the good people at Up and Added Travel. That is my good site where we can do discounts for traveling. You want to do some good traveling? Talk to me. Um, hit the website, and we can go from there. That's going to be www.upandadded. I don't know why I always say at. I hate saying that. www.upandaddedtravel.paycation.com. So, in the news, what shall we start with? Let's good start with uh, redundancies. So, in our uh, redundancies of news, but the catching on, or maybe not catching on, it's a coin flip still with folks, but to NFL or not to NFL. So, now Colin has the support of the one and only Spike Lee. Spike Lee is getting down with the other activists to do a march and whatnot for Colin Kaepernick. And, you know, I think that's dope. And I really hope that people get behind the cause because, I mean, it is bigger than that. Yes, I love football just like anybody else. But um, 
I mean, at some point, we have to understand who we are and how we're being treated. We can't just talk about it and not do anything. Um, uh, 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 so, yeah, so this one is more civil than sports. So I could start ladies first this time. <laughs> what you thinking, Kels? Um, I mean, Spike Lee is always on that. You know, he's, he's very active when it comes to um, – Standing up for causes and wanting to be a part of the movement. So, you know, I'm happy to see it happen. I hope more people jump on board. Do you think they will? Or do you think this is a a, a taboo subject where, you know, folks are like, wait a minute now. It's cool until you're challenging my dollars. It's cool until you're challenging the one season that I'm waiting on all year long. Because to men, that's what's going through their mind is, wait a minute now. I put up with this and that all year long. They treat, well, I can't say they. We treat football like a girlfriend. Now, I will say that. We do. Because we wait for football. Like, when football comes, all shuts down. And you must understand these rules that when the game is on, do not disturb. Just like, you know what I mean? We don't disturb you when you're watching whatever it is uh, that you watch, you know, football. Don't do it. And it's kind of hard to separate, but do you think uh, uh, it should be that hard for men to separate, or is that something where, like, nah, dude, get over it. This is bigger than that. I mean, first, my first mind says I feel like people, that should be an easy thing to boycott. Um, but, you know, I tried to boycott Ratchet TV before, and it didn't work out too well, so. I can't <laughs> be the kettle calling the pot black. But, I, you know, at first at first thought, but as far as, like, other celebrities joining in, um, I'm not too confident in that because I just feel like they have, there's so many that have platforms that, they, that you know, they're already doing that it would be easy for them to transition into something like this. And if they haven't so far, it makes me leery. But, again, sometimes people jump on the bandwagon after Somebody else steps up, so you know I have my fingers and my toes crossed. Hopefully, Spike Lee can spark spark some other folks to step up. Yeah, Cuzzo, I agree with Kevin. No, he's no problem. No problem no, watching Ratchet. I have no problem <laughs> watching. With, I have no problem watching uh, uh, Ratchet TV. Not watching Ratchet TV. <laughs> No. Well, we know that. We talking about football, bro. We we I'm talking about what don't I agree you. with her except for I agree with her except for the fact that I I struggle watching Ratchet not watching Ratchet. So what about football? You uh you in or you out? And this oh, is no, professional listen, football because don't, don't bother me on Saturday. I'm watching college now. Look, did you see my? Did you see? I already changed my profile picture. It's not. It's not okay. happening. So how about this then? Even though this wasn't in there, but I can flip coin this because I've had people say, so how are you going to go hard about the NFL and then say that you still going to watch college? Well, technically, I look at it this way. I feel like they make the same amount of money off the boys in college. It's just that they're not paying those boys at all. And then you, you write them off and tell them that, you know, your education being free is enough. Well, let's think about it like this. Be if you've ever been to a university before, 
Most people know that on-campus eating is done squarely by 8 o'clock. Most times. And 8 o'clock is being stretched nice, like real nice. You mean to tell me that a 300-pound, 6'5", 300-pound boy is supposed to tie it through the night and not be able to accept money or gifts or anything from anybody else, and that's fair? So that's why I would choose to watch, you know, one over the other, because they're totally, totally different. Totally. Yeah, I'm, I mean, again, I'm not watching any of it. That's just me, and I'm not. I don't. You're not watching college either. I'm not watching any of it. Here, here's why. College, college is even. Here's, here's why. And, and by the way, if you're listening online, or if you're listening and you have a comment about this, again, feel free to call in nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four and press the number one if you have a question or comment. But here's my here's my reason. College is even more of a ripoff in the NFL to me because um, uh, because you've got to realize that again, these gentlemen, these men are are doing this, putting their bodies on the line, putting their lives on the line, and they get absolutely nothing in return in the NCAA. They get no pay, they get no anything, and so for me to say that because so they've already for years been um, been fighting um, organizing and taking care of people. So I'm not, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I, no, I'm not watching. Somebody says college players get money under the table. It's a known fact I went to school with you. And that's true. College players do that's get true. money under the table. However, again, the issue goes back to the fact that they have to get it under the table. So you have a school. And if like, you get caught, you're gone. That's yeah. the problem. You get caught, so, you're gone. It's not a, you can just get it under the table and it's cool. No. You get yeah. caught, you're done. Yep. So here, let's see. Um, I'm a since I since I live here. Let me say. Um, so if you look up, and I remember we looked this up was it maybe last year? We looked this up when we were doing um, um, talking about what's the quarterback from Florida State? We were looking for him. But when we looked at when you look at this, so here here's the top twenty five. The top twenty five schools. James, thank you. The top twenty five schools. So total revenue for OSU in a year. Looking at this is a four hundred OSU Oklahoma State. Forty one million dollars. Oh, Oklahoma dollars. State. What? Yeah, total rev football total football revenue. Total football revenue. That's just for football. Saying students or nothing. Just straight football. Yeah, total, total revenue a year. Total revenue for University of Texas, one hundred and three million dollars. University of Oklahoma, fifty nine million. Uh, Michigan, eighty five million. So you mean to tell me that these kids are bringing in? And this is according to a Forbes. I'll post this a Forbes, art, Forbes article. That you mean to tell me? That this is what these kids and you can't, yeah. Georgia, seventy-four point nine million. Texas A&M, forty-four point four million. South Carolina, forty-eight million. Clemson, thirty-nine million. Louisville, twenty-three million. Florida, seventy-four. Million. So all of these schools are making all of this money. I'm about saying it's coaches that make that. <laughs> and we tripping over. Right. Yeah, I got. They paying I got coaches to watch the boys, and they make that much. I got nothing. So, 
man. But I want to watch college. I mean, you can watch it. I'm not tripping. Anybody who choose and here, let me let me let me speak to this because I saw Jesse. I feel passionate about skipping the NFL, but I don't feel that way about college. I feel like they need my eyes. Like they need me. Do what you do, man. If you feel no conviction about it, don't do it. I'm not forcing anybody to do anything. But what I'm saying is, for me, I can't I can't feel good about saying that there's an injustice. And then not saying, okay, let's deal with the whole thing. So I, again, this is me. This is me. I'm not against it. I'm not anybody who, who disagrees. But I just think that at some point, you gotta say enough is enough. So, just my that's my point of view. Do what you do. I ain't gonna talk about you. I ain't gonna tell you to stay woke. You know, if you don't, or you're not woke, it's good. Well, I can tell you now, Saturdays I'm sleep. So. I'm watching college football. I'm so not, but I'm so hotep on Sunday. Oh, I'm gonna have a black glove on and everything on Sunday. So, uh, so y'all call me one of the part time Panther or whatever you want. I'm a part time Panther. I ain't going. Plus, the Bears are gonna be horrible, so it makes it easy to not watch. Easy. I mean, even if everybody can do one game in solidarity to really affect the ratings, to me, we already affect the ratings with Fire Stick. True. Now I said most of us have been silent protesting for three years. Do we get a cookie for it? Oh, I, don't, I wonder how this. Because I mean, there's some way that they can track the streaming numbers. So right. I, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Not if you bust and fire stick Cody, they can't. The only way they can track it is if we're using their apps. If we're using the ESPN app, the the NBC, and the other people I don't want to name because I named too many already. But that that's the only way that they can track you. If we going through Cody, you don't get no traction through Cody because Cody is, you know, Cody. That's the, yeah, the jigsaw of all of this. The monkey wrench. I don't know because to me, I feel like if there hasn't been any, um, there hasn't any hasn't been any big news or anyone to report that numbers have decreased. You know, because of the fire stick, has there been reports of that? They haven't said directly because of the fire stick, but there have been reports that all the events are dropping. You know, like from especially boxing. Boxing is taking the biggest hit. The hugest. Ain't nobody gonna pay fifty dollars to sit at the house no more to watch somebody fight. It's no. To the that's almost to now where you can just watch that streaming on on your social media. It's almost that bad. Mm-hmm. All right. What else we got? Um. So the other one we got. Let me get back on it here, my. All right. We have the good third season of Greenleaf coming back. Oprah presents. So, Greenleaf is a show about, you know, black folks and church struggles and family struggles and um, based around, you know, Family issues. I like the show. I think it's a great show. Uh, I'm glad they're doing another season. Do y'all watch Greenleaf? 
Yes, I do. You do watch the Leaf, okay? Uh-huh. WB, you said you watch it too, huh? I pick, you know, I pick it up when I can. Yeah. Are you watching the date now? Are you current? No, I've only seen all of season one. That's it. Um, and I've seen like a couple of episodes of season two. Um, but I, I like, I love season one. I mean, I thought it was a really good show. Um, and a couple of episodes of season two, I saw like two. So I'm not, you know, I'm not a, y'all know, I'm not a big TV watcher anyway. So. Well, this is a streamy thing though. Like this is, I mean, it comes on TV, but. You know, these are more in the most people binge these out. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'll take a vacation so, to watch. Well, me and Kells are in. This is a good show, though. You're missing out. Oprah is doing good. Between between Greenleaf and uh, 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 Queen Sugar, she gets two oh, high yeah. fives from me right now. She is doing awesome. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> Can I say something a little a little off on this one? Y'all forgive me. Forgive me. What's that? But the but the whining the whining sister that's on there. That mm-hmm. what, I, I looked it up. That's Carvin's daughter. Mhm. Ah. Mm-hmm. They yeah. look just mm-hmm. like Cece. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And y'all yeah, know how about me from whining. Her purdy. Mm-hmm. Her real purdy. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she, all right, keep going. she came. She came back right. In, she, she real purdy. She real purdy. She came. She came to church. No, I said she. She. Um, they had her looking. I don't know. if She lost weight or got a new. Uh, you know, PR person, but she's. She came up in season two. Felt like she. Mhm. Mhm. I'm just gonna leave it at that because I don't, I don't need my mother getting mad at me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, if I'm a person. <laughs> okay, so then I go back into a realm where you know it's still in the realm of what we're talking about because we're still talking streaming. Disney has pulled their hand; they are yeah. flexing muscle and stepping away from Netflix. Yeah, well, how y'all feel about that? Uh, I think it's. I mean, it's, it's too much. Disney has, I mean, they corner so many markets. Like, they have, you know, TV, <laughs> books, uh, the Epcot, Epcot uh, centers and Magic Mountain. They got all this stuff. Why are they, you know, going to take, take that away from Netflix? I, I mean, I don't understand. How much money does Disney need? So, um, you know, I mean, I understand business, and I understand that you know if they see an opportunity, they they go after it. But I just think that you know they can they can let Netflix have that one. Okay. What you I mean? Think I think that it's a muscle move. I I don't think that Disney is hurting for anything because it's not like there's a Netflix theme park. You know what I mean? Um, I think I, I think that it's just a muscle move. I don't think that it was necessary, um, but it's muscle. And it says that either A, they're not getting the type of money from Netflix that they want and require, mm-hmm. 
or or I don't know. It sounds like there was a, under, a, a like a, a deal that was going across the table that we don't know about. And Disney obviously said no, and Netflix wasn't going to go any higher, and that was that. And they walked away from each other, because I don't think this was just a oh I ain't going to do it, not this year. Mm-hmm. Something went wrong. That's what I think. It's more to this. Something went wrong. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna say I think it's a good I think it's a I I hear what you all are saying. I have no issue with it. Um the the look the capitalist in me doesn't mind. Um just because again, I think that part of part of part of from a business aspect, yeah, I get they don't necessarily quote unquote need the money and they got a whole lot of other things under them. Disney World, Disney you know, Disney television stations, all that kind of stuff. They have all of it already. But it's just like to me, I see it no different as an artist who wants to own his his or her own masters. Um, yeah, I just leave, I just feel like I get I get why they're saying, listen, we want to own our own stuff. It's ours. We want to control it. We want to control when it gets put out. We you know we don't want to give it to anybody else. So I get it. I'm not mad at them. Yeah. That's me. Okay. Well, that was me. I did the news. And right. again, that was brought to you by Up and Added Travel. Check us out on the discount. So we have a song, and the song is Man of the Year by Young Lee. Need to follow. I'm living for the day and not tomorrow. Amen. Day after day. 
was more of a hobby for me, um, something that um, just struck my interest as a very young kid. Um, then, of course, as uh, time passed by, it became uh, what most would call a passion for me. And so I didn't know that there was uh, many levels of passion. I just knew that there was just lifting weights. But um, as I grew up, I just um, began to understand uh, the um, possibilities of what I was doing and what I could become. And so that's what led me to accomplishing the things that I have and being able to have some of the knowledge that I have and help many people that I've been blessed to work with. So now real quick, do you norm do you just only work with people in Oklahoma City or do you work with people everywhere? I work with people everywhere. So I have a lot of online clients that I work with on a regular basis. Um and then I have um um clients that I work with face to face um in the gym as well. So most of my time is spent, you know, either you know, staying in um contact with my clients that are out of state, making sure that they're staying on track, making sure um that you know, they're reaching their goals, seeing how they're feeling, so forth and so on. Every Friday my clients contact me from wherever they may live and they have to send their check-in weight to me. So this is how I check their progress and how they're doing week to week. Um, if, if their weight um, seems to stay the same over the course of time, maybe two weeks mm-hmm. is probably the, the longest I'll let it stay at one particular weight. Then usually I will contact that person, whether it's by text message or by phone, and we'll sit and talk about it, what's going on in their life. You know, it could be, you know, they could have a stressful week. Um, it could be kids. It could be work. You know, there's a lot of many factors that can contribute in whether a person's weight loss or weight gain um, is is happening within their body. So. This is one of the things that I I try to stay in contact with my clients about is to make sure that they're going in a forward motion, making sure that they're constantly making progress, which isn't an easy job, Mm -hmm. you know. So everybody's different. More people, some people are more motivated than others. Um, Some aren't, and that's okay. Um, They eventually, you know, jump on the bus and, 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 you know, begin to pick up the pace as as it's needed to make the progress that's necessary for them to reach the goals that they need to. Cool. Cool. All right, Kels, you got a question? Yes, I have a question. This is Kels. Um, uh-huh. So when you're the, – the level – are there different levels for the type the type of uh, I guess personal training that uh, that you provide for people? Like, is it more of bodybuilding, or do you you know can take someone that is just like zero level, just wants to maybe lose weight, they're overweight? Um, is there a wide range, or are you more focused on like bodybuilding? No, I'm more 
um, well-rounded as far as, you know, what someone's goals may be. Um, some people come to me just because they want to look good and feel better about themselves, which is okay. Some people don't come to me to compete at all, and they may make such tremendous pros- um, such tremendous um, progress in, in the uh, journey that they're going down as far as getting fit that um, it eventually leads to them becoming um, an athlete on stage or competing. Okay. So – um, like I said, it's, it's just all depends on the person and how one of the big one of the big things with me is my motto. Of course, mm-hmm. it's total package personal training, but the biggest, most meaningful factor of total package personal training is the part that says building better bodies and stronger minds. Okay. Now, feel me, feel me as I say this, if you are constantly gaining weight, feeling yourself, not feeling how you're looking in the mirror every day, not liking what you're seeing. What is going to be your perspective about yourself? It's nine times out of ten going to be negative. You're not going to mm-hmm. like yourself. You're not going to be happy. One thing leads to another, okay? But if you're going in the opposite direction, all of a sudden you lose the first five pounds, then what happens? Your confidence starts to build. Then your self-esteem starts to arise. You know, there's so many, um, so many factors working with people that I feel like some people really don't have any idea unless they're on the inside, like where I'm at. Um, yes, there's mm-hmm. one part of it being the being the person that you're being coached. But it's a whole other avenue when you are the coach instructing the person on what to do, you know, and dealing with everything that comes along with it. And um, so just it's just one of those things for me that I want every single one of my clients, which is which I normally get that I do, I want them to be happy about the results that they're seeing. Like, my goal every week for my clients is one to three pounds. I feel like that's achievable. So, you know, one of these people, you know, it's the little bitty numbers that over a course of time, now they're sitting sitting in their living room or sitting at work, and all of a sudden they're going like, you know what, I'm down 15 pounds now. Those little three, there's one, two, and three pounds make a difference over a month, over two months, over three months, five months, however long they may be with me. So that's when they really start to, I feel like, get that stronger mind aspect. Okay. So, um, a, lot of, a lot of things that people don't know as far as, being in the gym is, you know, we see individuals coming to the gym that may stay there for 20 minutes, that may be in there for 15 minutes and they'll leave. Everybody's in a hurry. But the thing uh-huh. that people don't understand is pound of fat, guys, carries 3,500 calories. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Wow. One pound of fat carries 3,500 
calories. One pound of muscle carries 600 calories. Why is, why is it important to eat small meals throughout the day? To keep your muscle. To get fit. To get toned. And this is what I preach every day to any new person that comes to me. I'm just one of those type of trainers. I don't want you to pay me just because you're needing to waste an hour of your day. Mm -hmm. Know that when you come to me, you are going to get worked over. (laughs) You're going to leave. If you come to me dry, just know that you're going to leave wet. You're going to be sweating. You know why? Because every, I know in my mind, this person has 3,500 calories that they need to burn to get this one pound of fat off. And so I have to make sure that I'm doing my job, which is making sure that they're working out intense but safe, making sure that they're eating their meals, which is important, you know, to them making progress. Yeah. I've seen your class work out. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you probably have. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just seen so I was, cause you got a question. Uh yeah, I do. So uh diet wise gaining weight and losing weight. What can people do? Well let's let's just be honest. Gaining weight you're gonna have to suffer. Um, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. You know, if you make some sacrifices, there are some rewards behind it. You know, gaining weight, depending on, you know, everybody has a different body type. You know, so I'm speaking of or thinking at this second of ectomorph, which is a body type that's really hard to gain weight. I mean, we all know those individuals in school that weigh the exact same uh they weigh the exact same then as they do now. They're an ectomorph. They are hard gainers. So every type of body type has to go about everything specifically in order to make some type of progress. And I believe that's where coaches come in, someone that has a little bit more knowledge than they do, and um, that can help them keep them on track and um, for them to reach their goals. But as far as losing weight, you just got to understand, like I said, that 3,500 calories, when you're in the gym, you got to think to yourself, if I'm going to do cardio this week, I'm going to do three days this week, maybe I'll do three days and I'll burn 500 calories. In my mind as a trainer, I'm thinking that's 1,500 calories you burned, subtract it from that 3,500 calories. That makes sense. Makes sense. So, and then I'm also thinking as a trainer that when you're in the gym, you burn anywhere from 500 to 1,000 calories, depending on your intensity. That's a huge factor. A lot of people go to the gym and never break a sweat. Some people are afraid to sweat. You know, the thing about it is, you have to put intensity out to get something back in return. It's not going to come. I mean, that body that people wish for isn't going to come without some type of effort. 
and that's what has to be done. So, you know, you put that effort in the gym over the course of three months, you, you look yourself in the mirror, all of a sudden you see a different person. I'm just one of those people that think on a daily basis, you know what, it may take or it may seem like people get out of shape or overweight very quickly, but actually it takes a long time for them to finally really get out of shape. But even worse, it takes even longer to get in shape. You have to spend quality time in the gym. You have to spend quality time in your kitchen. That means cooking your meals, eating healthier, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that I would like to see our people do a lot more of, and that's meaning African-Americans. You know, we have a high rate in diabetes, just like Hispanics and, and others, and it's from the way that we eat. You know, you go into every gym, you know, what's the vast majority of people in the gym? Yeah, uh, it's awful quiet right now. I'm trying to get yeah. some, trying to get some action. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, is it more African Americans in the gym? No. No. Is there some? Yes. My point is, I think because diabetes runs so high in, in African Americans and and so many other things, we should be in the gym. We should be active. We should want to be and look amazing. We're beautiful people as it is, so is everyone else, but we should want to take care of ourselves. We should never, why buy bigger clothes if you don't have to? Who wants to answer this question? Why buy bigger clothes if you don't have to? It's all about how you want to represent yourself. I'm 45 years old. I wear sweats every single day. Does most people know what I look like when I take my sweats off? No. Do most people know what I look like when I wear my sweats? Probably not, unless they're on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. But I stay have stayed consistent in the gym. Do I eat real food? Absolutely. Had a hamburger the other day. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm human just like everyone else. But I also understand that me having a hamburger can't be every day. Mm-hmm. Me, me having this can't be every day. Me yeah. wanting to look good in my clothes, that's an everyday thing to me. I want to look good whether I'm in sweats or am I, whether I'm in real clothes. Any of you out there feel the same way? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest here. That's that's you know, so a lot of people want to hide behind their clothes. I remember I had a client that came to me and um he was my maintenance guy at he was the maintenance guy at my apartment complex that I lived at and he was so big that he could not walk forward through my front door to come and fix anything. He had to turn sideways, and then he would turn and walk straight to come in. And 
One day he eventually showed up at the gym. Okay. And he was training with someone else. And then he eventually came over and he asked me, you know, hey, I'm not making the progress that I want to make. I want to work with you. And I, I told him, you know, if it's okay with your trainer that you're with now, then I will accept you as a client. But I'm not just going to accept you without disrespecting somebody else. Mm-hmm. And 10 months later, 10 or 11 months later, he was down 125 pounds. Wow. wow. Okay. Listen to the things that's changed in this person's life in such a very short period of time. This person never been on a date, never wow. been on a date with a female. Really? This is a grown man. Wow. Okay. So he lost 125 pounds. He started going on dates. He's contacted me. He's in he's feeling surreal about what most of us get to experience on a regular basis. Just spending time with someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so a year later or two, a young lady in the gym had watched him go through this entire process. And they ended up getting married. That's dope. So, okay. Good. His sacrifices for himself to better himself led to some other positive things happening for him. You know, but one of the biggest things that I kept telling him is quit worrying about this over here and whining and moaning that what you don't have yet and focus on you, dog. Take care of you first. Right. You know? Put yourself in that put yourself in yeah, put yourself in a position to get what you want. That's true. You know, sometimes we live in a very shallow world that, you know, whether someone is fat, obese, or whatever it may be, nobody sees potential in them. Nobody sees them any further than the than the outside appearance. But I'm telling you, in the 26 years that I've been doing this, I've dealt with a lot of people that were fat. And they are some pretty amazing people when they, before they lost the weight, but also even more so when they lost the weight. I mean, for to hear some of the stories that I hear on a weekly basis from some of these moms, you know, on what, you know, how going through this has brought them closer to God, has helped them stop drinking all the time. So many positive things that I hear on a regular basis that you know who I share it with myself. I'm sitting there and I'm reading it. Some people have no idea. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this question. Um, uh, everybody's going, talking about going vegan. 
I need okay. to know because I'm getting like bombarded with all of these. I need to go vegan. I'm not doing it. But t- what are your thoughts on this vegan craze? Okay, check this out. So about two months ago, I worked with my first vegan lady. Um, she she became a client of mine, and um, honestly, I never looked further into the lifestyle because I was one of those trainers that I was so set in stone in one particular way that mm-hmm. it didn't make me real. It, it I didn't realize it made me it made me all almost feel like I was shallow minded mm-hmm. because once I started looking into this more so the vegans and how they eat and you know I mean they're very particular mm-hmm. everything I mean you know especially the client and I'm I'm speaking from experience because of my client that I work with okay mm-hmm. so um now my mind is even expanded even more so for the fact that, you know, as I'm on Instagram, you know, I read so many different athletes and um, not just, you know, athletes such as football players or things like that. I'm talking about people that do American Ninja Warrior, so forth and so on. And they're talking about how vegan, how much energy they have, how, I mean, I'm training a guy. I just picked up another client that he's now vegan. And looking at this guy, you would think that he eats beef every 30 minutes. Mm. And he doesn't. And now I'm thinking to myself, you know what? There's more than one way to look good. Sure. There's more than one way to feel good, mm-hmm. you know. But you, you gotta going, be consistent. Consistency is the key, huh? You going vegan on me? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know you kind of whispered that, like you didn't really want me to hear it, but the answer is no. Yeah, yeah. But um, I see why people are turning to it. Um, I think that it's very helpful as far as all the nutrients and vitamins that they're getting from um, their food, so forth and so on. I like meat. I'm sorry. I I do. Um, But at the same time, like I said, I think that there's also another way for people to stay fit, stay healthy, stay energized. And vegan's mm-hmm. one of those ways. I, I sit and I read different people's stuff on Instagram all the time about them being vegan and their daily exercise, how much energy they have. And, and then all of a sudden I picked up a new client and he told me he's vegan and, oh, my God, and so forth and so on, how – great he feels so you know what if it makes them feel the, their best then that's that's all that matters mm-hmm. 
as long as it's helping them reach their goals, which I know for a fact I'm working with one and she's reaching her goals. So mm-hmm. I know I've had several people that were very skeptical about, you know, whether or not a person could keep on muscle if they became vegan. But I think that regardless of whatever lifestyle you choose, you can't overdo it. Now, if you underdo it, there's going to be a consequence, but you can't overdo it. If you overdo it, that's when you'll start losing your muscle. That's when, you know, different things will happen to you. As far, and I'm thinking right now as I'm talking to you guys as far as competing. She's competing. Um, so, you know, if she overdoes anything as far as doing too much cardio, then I could see her losing a lot of muscle and becoming really skinny, mm-hmm. but she mm-hmm. doesn't. So she, she has a good amount of muscle. I don't have her doing cardio seven days a week, but what I do have mm-hmm. her doing is eating clean seven days a week. A lot of people don't realize that even if you never did any cardio, you could still lose a bang of weight just by eating good. Uh-huh. Let's just start with that. Hmm. Okay. So, you have a question? Yes, I have another question. Um, so, if a person is coming to, you know, just to want to lose weight, is it? I've heard, you know, people say that lifting weights will help you. If you lift more, that'll help you lose weight faster, or or is it? that you need to do cardio more if you're trying to, you know, burn that fat and get smaller. Well, the thing for me with uh, what I like to do with my clients is when they come, whether it's male or female, they know that they are going to be trained intensely, okay? Um, And the reason why I say that is because I want, if they're not toned yet, if they're not fit yet, I have to build a base. How many houses is 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 sitting on a, a no foundation right now? Every mm-hmm. house on every block is sitting on a foundation. Okay? It's the same thing with your body. If you're not lifting, if you're not putting some resistance to your body to build a foundation, what are you going to what are you going to have? You're going to be Someone, you won't be, if you flex, it'll be soft. There won't be any tone. So, but I leave the cardio for them to burn fat. Then they use cardio for them to burn fat. I want them to be in, when they're in the gym, for them to build muscle. Most women have a serious misconception that if they lift weights, all of a sudden they're going to look like a guy. That is false. I don't know about you, guys. Last I saw, Janet Jackson does not look like a guy. Does she work out often? Yes, she does. So does many other actors. It's not bad for you. It's great for you. It's good for you. It's needed. I mean, you need. I mean, most people have stress they have to relieve. The cure is the gym. 
It's not going home and taking it out on your husband or taking it out on your kids. <laughs> the cure is Amen. at the gym. Amen. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. sorry. You guys, you you all know I'm speaking truth right now. Yeah, you said that. I'm not arguing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, last question. Last question. I'm gonna let, we're going to let you go, bro, is um, – Somebody asks, when you say eating clean, are you referring to no carbs, no sweets, no sugar? What, when you say eating clean, what does that mean? I mean, when I say eating clean, I'm talking about your macros. That means uh, every single one of us, when we went to school, what is the one thing that they talked about, the basic food groups? True or false? Yeah. Yeah. Meat, okay. uh, yeah, meat. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what, guys? Nothing has changed. Only thing that's changed is them putting pizza on the basic food group. Hmm. And that doesn't belong on the basic food group. The last I checked (laughs) when I was in school. But you know, so when I work with my clients, you know, so just like the person that asked, "What am I talking about? Eating clean, eating rice." eating oatmeal, eating poultry, eating fish, eating chicken, you know, steak occasionally, you know, um, having fruit. But you have to remember if you don't, what you don't burn off will be stored as fat. Okay, I'm going to say that again. What you don't burn off will be stored as fat. Now, listen to me as I say this. I, will, I do this for every single one of my clients. Most people would pick a banana of, if they wanted to have a piece of fruit. Banana has the highest, one of the highest sugar contents of any fruit. Okay? That's in the mm-hmm. high glycemic index. If you're listening to this show right now, I'm telling you, eat things from the low glycemic index. Eat fruits from the low glycemic index. Why? You will burn it off faster. Okay. Eat salads. Eat vegetables. I'm not a culinary chef. I've, last I checked, I wasn't. Um, but I I eat my meals pretty plain. But most people know how to do their meals up to where it tastes extremely yummy. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those people, but cook meals that fit your taste buds, you know, you can switch so many things around. If you want to have spaghetti right now, what? not right now, that sounds good because that's my favorite food. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but if you want to have spaghetti, for example, um, why not use ground turkey? Why not use... Why not use, you know, rather than 99% beef, you know, there's some other different meats that you can choose from. Whole wheat pasta noodles. You know, there's a lot of factors you can change up for it to be healthy. So. Cool. All right, real quick, we're going to let you go. But before we do that, um, where can people who want to work with you or inquire about working with you, where can they um, reach you at? 
You can reach me at DPFit2016 on Instagram. If you're an Instagrammer, or you can reach me at um, on Facebook at Daryl Terrell, D-A-R-R-E-L-L-T-E-R-R-E-L-L. Um, that's Daryl Terrell. Um, so, guys, just remember, if I have 5,000 friends and you can't friend request me, you can still send a message to a person. So I do get those messages, and I do return them monthly. DT fit, um, DT fit twenty sixteen. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, my brother. I appreciate you as always. Um, and we definitely have you back. I mean, if you have any anybody again, if you guys are in Oklahoma City or any area, but if you're specifically in Oklahoma City and you want to work with a personal trainer, um, this is the guy you want to call. He's good. He's uh, I ain't gonna say patient all the time, but he he's good. You gonna sweat, you gonna work. I'm gonna say that, and you will get results. So um, definitely, yeah, definitely look him up. So, all right, man. Thanks for coming on tonight. We appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. You guys have a good evening. All right, you too. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, so we're going to jump into our next song, um, and this next song is uh, It's Not Over by Infamous, and then after the song, we are going to get into the Scoop Nation hot topics, so you don't want to go anywhere. This is going to be good, um, so y'all get y'all comments ready. Yeah, it's going down right after It's Not Over by Infamous on the Scoop Radio Show.
y'all should have seen how I was grooving to that last song. Just that end part, like I can picture myself doing Zumba to that. Like that's a Zumba, that's a Zumba song. So shout out to, it's not over. But um, next, uh, it is time for the Scoop Nation hot topic, and this segment of the show is brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing, where self-reflection is perfection, and we are servicing women of all sizes that like to show off their curves. So, the hot topic uh, was a post started by um, Scoop member, um, of Scoop Nation, I'm sorry, and it reads, is it acceptable or absolutely unrealistic in this day to expect a husband to provide for his wife the way her father did? Is it acceptable or absolutely unrealistic in this day to expect a husband to provide for his wife the way her father did? So I'm gonna I wanna hear from I'm gonna hear from the men since you know, we're basically asking if, if this is possible for the for the ladies out here. So I'm, I'm gonna start with y'all. Any, mini, mighty, mo, uh, Rashad. <laughs> Call me shocked. <laughs> All right. So what I think is just like I said on the post. Um, I think. In our day and time, since so many of us grew up without dads, I think it's kind of hard to expect somebody to be what they didn't see. So just from that realm, but, I mean, is it fair to say that, you know, no woman should believe that she can get treated that way? No, because, I mean, she can get treated that way, but don't be disappointed when it doesn't fully happen that way because, I mean, like, we know bits and pieces of the sauce. Most of us were raised by women. And if mom wasn't getting treated like her mom or dad or dad wasn't there or whatever happened in that situation, then you have two lineages of where people didn't see men doing what men do when, you know, you get separated away from where men are. Because, yeah, I could be at WB's house. You know, a whole weekend, but a whole weekend ain't going to show me how to be a man for a lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, when the lights go out, it's me, my mom, and my sister. And that's what it was for more than anything. So, I think in a lot of situations, like I said, it's hard for people to do and be what they've never seen. Okay. I can dig it. I'm going to read a comment from the post before we we get to uh, Wynn's response. So uh, this is from um, one of our missing co-hosts tonight, Ms. Q. Um, and she says, reality is not the same as what our parents and grandparents experienced. So to expect that in these times is setting yourself up for hardship. In my opinion, traditional uh, quote-unquote marriage needs an update for us to survive. Um, one more comment about that. Um, from another young lady, uh, Soup Nation member says, I didn't grow up in a two-parent household, so I don't know what it looks like. 
All I have is what I think it looks like. So, you know, trying to have the same sentiment, even though it's not the same reasoning, that it might not be, you know, realistic. So what's your take on it, Wynn? Uh, Let me see. So do I think it's unrealistic um, or wrong? No, I don't think it is. I don't have any issue. I don't have any issue with a woman expecting a man to take care of her the way her father did. I actually think I actually think most men um, go into marriage expecting to do better than the than the than the than the woman's father. And so I don't think that's I don't think that's really a big deal. Now here is I think where we have to where the expectation has to be set is don't compare me. I mean, I'm gonna use myself for example, don't compare twenty five year old me to sixty five year old your daddy. If you're going to make that comparison, compare twenty five year old your daddy to twenty five year old me. So that way, you know, at least it's fair. Because it's not, you know, if I'm your father at 65 has 30 years of work, you know, of work history and career, et cetera, et cetera, and I'm just fresh out of, you know, I'm a few years out of college, or I'm just out of college, or just getting started in my career. So I think, I think that's kind of where, you know, how I look at it. I don't have any issue. I think that whoever you get, when you go into marriage, you should have an expectation of where you both want to be, and if you don't agree with that, I don't think you should marry that person. I don't think that if you're, if, you know, if your goal is to, you know, to live in New York City and make, you know, $250,000 a year and have, live, you know, and, and the other person is, is okay living in, you know, the country somewhere and not make it, you know, living off the land, that's not going to work. That relationship isn't going to work. So that conversation needs to be had up front. So at least both of you know what the expectation is of the other person. So I have no issue with it at all. And if you do marry somebody, and then the other part of it is, is, is I would hope that if you do choose somebody, that the the bulk of why you chose them is not financial. Does financial play a, a part of it? No doubt. But if the only thing, you know, and it's an extreme, but it happens, if the only thing you like about the person is the amount of money that they make, then that's, a, that's an issue to you. So. Well, I mean, I I, I agree uh, with with you on, on the comparison. I think it's, I do think it's unrealistic. Um, the dynamics of even just the way that we interact with each other is is very different from you know what it was fifty years ago. Um, mm-hmm. They when they when most of those couples started out in their twenty, you know, they usually started out in their twenties. Or, you know, some even in their teens. So they went through all those trials and tribulations, you know, 30 years ago. Or, you know, 10, 15 years before we were in the picture. So to those of us that do, you know, that might have the example um, of a a man who might treat his wife um, as well as her father treated her, 
you know, we we still don't have that tenacity in our relationships. So if I'm 38 and I'm not haven't even started, you know, in a in a serious relationship in that magnitude, then I'm just setting myself up for uh, disappointment to try to hold the standard that high to something that I you know that I haven't even experienced to date. So that's my whole take on it is that not only are the times changed as far as this is 2017 versus, you know, 67, the fact that we're not even starting our, you know, our relationships are in a, in a place where we've been with someone um, long enough to kind of be at that point. And yeah, I, I think like, I agree with, um, with Ray Chan on that, that, you know, it just it's just gonna set yourself up for disappointment, and it's it's hard enough to just match with somebody, let alone have all these extra expectations. Um, let me see. There was someone else who commented. Hold on, hold on. I can't find it. Yeah. Anyway. I like I said, I think also like I also though really do believe that, you know, if if a person has seen the structure they probably can recreate it, you know, it would be easier for them to do that. But we are still our own individuals. Seeing and doing are two totally different things and everybody doesn't act the same. So as easy as it may seem for dad to treat mom the right way don't mean that the young man that you're working with is as cool and smooth and easy as dad. Don't mean that you or she or, you know what I mean, is as easygoing or as accepting as mom. So all that stuff goes into equation and also going back to the fact that, you know, the times are different in what, what we're capable of doing. Like mom when grandma was, you know, the girlfriend wasn't the, you know, I mean, they weren't, they weren't technologically savvy and they weren't running corporations or things like that. Now you have to, you, you have to yield to that type of thing. Like you have to understand that that's a part of life right now. So in that same token, how does that type of, how do you, you know what I mean? How do you, how do you equate what grandpa and them were doing to what a woman who's running a corporation is doing. Well, I don't think that's necessarily, and I, I understand that's what, I don't think that's necessarily what they're saying. I think even if they run a corporation, I don't necessarily think, when you say take care of them the way their father did, Some first of all, some women don't want to run corporations. They want to, you know, be stay-at-home mothers still like their mothers were or whatever. But I think really what it's, what, what it's really the root of it is not so is, is they want to feel secure that you you as a man are going to financially be able to um, you know take care of, of the home and of the family and so I think whatever that looks like um, or again and same thing it, it also it, it looks like you know whatever kind of lifestyle they want again within you know that that's, that's what they're gonna they're gonna want the type of person they're gonna want. The reason why I say it's, it's real, it's realistic, is because if that, if as a woman, if that's what you want, then depending on what you want, 
that's going to determine the amount of, you know, like the size of your pool, for example. So if you want, for example, um, that's like saying I want somebody who's six feet five and up. You know that there's only a certain amount of men that's going to meet that criteria. So can you? So, but so if I choose that, if I choose that, that's what I want. That means that I know good and well that the pool of men that I have available to me, or pool of women, whatever, is going to be smaller. So it's not an issue. Again, I, that's why I say I don't have an issue with them wanting that. Uh, I don't have an issue with with you having a preference. I don't think it's unrealistic or unreasonable. I just think that again that the pool of people who you can expect that from might be smaller depending on what you want, and you'll have to wait for that. And that again, and that's nothing wrong with that. It's because of you know there are certain things that I expect, and I'm not going to deviate from them. And that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Like that's my purpose. I don't see that's my my preference. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a preference or with having a desire. Again, I just think that like I said, if you that when you really get into the the, the the gist of the relationship, it's about security, it's about safety, it's about can we walk together through life. So again, if my goal is to make a lot of money so I can be philanthropic and give a whole lot away, and your goal is to not make a whole lot of money because you don't want anything, you don't care about it, you just happy with you know. I go back to the story of my employee who told me once that all he wants is enough money to get him a hamburger and play video games. Well, he was dating a woman who wanted all this other stuff. You know, she wanted, you know, nice cars and nice stuff. He didn't want none of that. And that drove, they drove each other crazy because they didn't want the same things. And they weren't wrong for it. That's just their preference, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, another comment that was on the post um, from a male scooper is, we shouldn't be the same as our parents. We should evolve. Just because we saw certain things doesn't mean it works for us. There, there are things my parents did that I love, and I will incorporate it into in, it in my life. But there are also things that I dislike. Um, um, another comment from a from a male: It can be done, just nowhere near as easy. Look at the economics of it alone. Um, I thought that comment was kind of interesting, and I should have asked him to, you know, uh, and I still might ask him to expand on that a little bit. Um, because I don't think economics has that big of a – well, I'm not going to say that. Um, I don't think it would be any – I don't think it was easier for our, you know, our parents or the homes that have that. I don't think it was easier for them, but, you know, it still goes back to that. That's just the way they were – either they were raised or that's, you know, what they wanted and that's what they expected and they just did it. I don't think that it would be um, necessarily any harder if there were, you know, if there were people out there who who did find that. I don't think it'd be easier or, you know, or harder in the situation. I think it's just the fact that um, people don't have those same expectations and we're just at different places in our lives um, nowadays. I I think people find each other and date at an older age than our parents. So, let's see. Oh, there another uh, male comment. Well, the women didn't have the attitude back then that they have today. I call them the predestiny Beyonce women. <laughs> wow. We had a Wait, I missed that part. <laughs> I missed that response. Wow. That was from one of the TC members. 
Sister Hardy. Wow. Um, also, another a female, a different kind of different perspective was both my parents and my grandparents both had jobs. I think it's hard to find a job that pays enough to support a family on one salary. So I think the even just the you know the topic. I think it's you know it's even interpreted so many different ways. So like when I when I read it, I'm interpreting it as seeing you know what my father did as far as for my mother. Um, other people are thinking, okay, automatically assuming it means the woman doesn't work and is a stay-at-home wife because they're saying that the man will treat you like your father treated you. So, I mean, there's just so many different interpretations of this. But I thought that was some yeah. good discussion. Yeah, but, I, you know, like I said, for me, it goes back to that same conversation I had with, on the other post when I was talking about um, picking the careers that we're picking. So I think some of that, you know, some I, and I've made it pretty pretty clear. I think that we've got to do a different, go in a different direction in terms of how we pick careers for um, going forward. Like we have to be strategic and say we're going to pick careers that make more money. Like it's just, I don't think we can continue to just, you know, look and be like, oh, I'm gonna let you, you know, do what you do what you ever you want. No, you need to do something. That's gonna bring in six figures, player. Because that's the kind of lifestyle you want, and that's the like that's the money you need to bring in. You can't, you know, you can't have. What they say, you can't have a, a caviar budget on on bologna taste, you know, or bologna taste, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. You can't have expensive taste when you don't have that type of money. So, I just think that we need to be able to start saying, listen, you, we need doctors, we need lawyers, we need, you know. Special, you know, specialties that are going to get us higher salaries and be strategic. And I think some of that then automatically, you know, what we're talking about kind of fixes itself. Because if you go into it saying, mm-hmm. okay, you know, I ain't gonna say push or make, but I don't know what the right word is. But guiding your child, your son, your son to be a, um, a, 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 you know, like I put on the post, an orthopedic surgeon, that brings us in a totally different type of rev- you know, income. Then no disrespect. Then a teacher. Those are two. You know, it's not about you know both are great jobs, but one makes really really you know six you know into the six figures. The other comes out of college making you know forty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. So I think those are just different. And then especially as a people when we come into it already with a ton of debt, we don't go into it like some of our other counterparts who, you know, who come out of college and their parents can afford to buy them a new car and give them a new a starter home and, you know, when they get married and all that kind of, we're not at that at that place yet. So enough of us are not at that place. So I think we got to start saying, look, we need you, I need you to spend the extra years going to make, you know, so you can make a higher salary. Again, that's just my opinion. Okay, I got one last question for both of y'all before we, before we wrap up Hot Topics. So, to you two, are you the type that will treat a woman like her father treated her? Let's just say, let's just assume her father treated her like a princess. Are you that type? Take care of everything, pay for everything. Rashad, you can answer that first. <laughs> I'm Rashad. I'm not a daddy, and I'm going to be Rashad. So I'm going to treat her the way that, you know, 
got her to stay in the first place, and then I'm going to take that up a notch. Uh, if she had a daddy, where to go? I'm going to shake his hand and say, I'm doing a good job over here, but I'm not trying to be you. And we're going to keep it moving. Because, no, I'm not going to try and be her daddy. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be her father. No. But I take. I think myself and almost any man will tell you that that there is not one of there is no greater joy. One of the greatest joys that we have is spoiling the woman that we love and being able to do for her um, in a way that exceeds even what she wants. So. I'm a spoiler. I'm gonna do the best I can. Now there, I, I definitely agree with that. Like he said, yeah. so I testify. I agree there. Then I mean, I, and I even say this: I learn, uh, I learn per go go round. You know what I mean? So like, each time you you have to go into a new relationship, the things that do work, you keep them and you keep them in the bag and you take them along with you. And you know, I, like I said, I. I agree with him on this one, that you do want to spoil your girl. And when you see that, you know, certain stuff works, you keep it going. Yeah. All right. I'm one of the ones I want to do better than your dad. Sorry, I do. I think when you're, you know, yeah. I'm old school. You know, I'm old school in that area. Well, might do better than my daddy. I don't know. You said what? I was saying there we still got. Oh, you still, go ahead. <laughs> I want somebody to do better than my daddy, but that would be very hard. But yeah, I and that takes that. that takes time. To me, that takes mm-hmm. time. And I mean, I know this is another another subject, but this is you know I think y'all also got to realize again, I don't care what no dude says. No man really enjoys being compared to your dad, just because again, At your all. dad has your dad has you know twenty five, thirty five, forty years of a relationship with you, and here we come along. And so we got to, you know, we got to, on the one hand, you and us have to understand it's going to take time to build that. Uh, and, again, mm-hmm. don't compare don't compare your daddy's highlights to my lowlights. Like, it's, again, your daddy is wonderful and the great – and my sister's like this, too, by the way. Like, my sister, for the most part, you know, thinks my dad walks on water. But, um, but and, and, you know, he does sometimes. But at the same time, there's also some, you know, some, some down things about him. And so I think – understanding that, like, comparing that, like, listen, there are some things about me that are really good, and there's some things you're going to really hate. So it's like, you know, don't compare my my worst to his best. Compare, you know, and I, my best to his best. Compare my worst to his worst, and just let us be, you know, let us be. Because I'm going I'm to trust me, I'm going to do the best I can to make sure that you enjoy, um, that you enjoy carrying my name. Okay, that's a good way to end it. Good way to end it. Thank you. Look, it listen. It's my episode. Y'all got to pray for me. Pray for me, Kels. Pray for me. Every day. So we're gonna get to um to our next song of the evening. It is "Talk to Me" by Eminent Artistry. Oh yeah.
Well, all right. All right. All right. It's that portion of the show where we have not only my friend, but your friend, everyone in the Scoop Nation's friend, the fire starter herself. Sicily, Sicily Victoria, come on down. <laughs> hello, 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 my Scoop Nation. How we doing out there? What's up, squad? What's going on? Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to greet Kels, and I'm going to greet Winfred. Okay, I know Q is not with us this evening. Okay, gonna have the dubious pleasure of introducing you. You know what? And so, Scoop Nation, you must excuse Rashad and I on this evening. Um, We we have you know (laughs) we have some things. To work out, but everything is well, okay? <laughs> Love Rashad. Give it up for Rashad, wherever you at. Wherever you at in Scoop Nation land, give it up for Rashad. Would you do that? Would you do that for me? Okay, we're not going to waste time. We're going to move ahead and move forward, okay? I want Winfrey to know it's nearly 940, okay? Just want you to know what my time is looking like. All righty. So, hello to everyone. This is your girl, Cicely Victoria, owner and founder of Passion International. My business street is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity so they can stop people-pleasing and be empowered and encourage confidence and communication. I am a certified professional coach. I'm a counselor as well, you guys. I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the fire starter. Welcome to Passion Talk, where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Hello, everyone, and happy August to you. Oh, my goodness, I am so full. It has been a full, full day, you guys. Happy August, August, August. Today, because it is August, because it is the eighth month of the year, because if you live in the spirit world as I do, you know that number eight signifies new beginnings, and you know that that, this is a very, very special month for you. I want you to embrace that and receive that. And not only is it the eighth month today, is the eighth day of the eighth month. Come on here. Okay, that means you're getting double portion of this new beginnings, okay? So I just want you to embrace that. It's time for a new beginning, y'all. It is time for a new beginning. So today we are talking about having the inner posture of a champion, okay? Today's segment is entitled The Inner Posture of a Champion. And so we've arrived to this eighth month of 2017, you guys, and boy, hasn't it been a blast. And we are rounding the corner, okay? We are on the second half of this year, all right? So um, we want to examine, we want to survey, we want to look at how you're doing with what it is, the things that you set out to do, the things that you, um, the goals, you know, quote-unquote resolutions, whatever it is that you do, right, to become a better person in your new year, to see how you're doing with that, okay? Because right about this time, it starts to begin to become a little challenging, 
okay, challenging for people to finish strong maybe, right, to have the inner fortitude that they need to go the distance, right, to to stick to the goals, to stick to the plan, to stick to the vision of what it is they set before them. So Firestarter stop by here today to encourage you to give you your, your champion juice, okay? I came to give you your champion drink on today and let you know what kind of things that you can do in order to break in order to position yourself to have an inner posture of a champion. We're all champions, but every champion needs to be reminded sometimes of their championhood. So I'm here today to do that for you. I want to say a subtitle for this is No More Breast Milk, Milk Your Own Cow, okay? No More Breast Milk, Milk Your Own Cow. And you want to know how I got inspired by that? Thank you for asking. I will tell you. I was thinking about one of my favorite movies from back in the day. It is Solaridon, Major Pain. Okay, how many people love Major Pain out there? All right. So we all love Major Pain, right? So on Major Pain, there is a um a scene where the counselor, I believe she was in the movie, counselor teacher, who was having a disagreement with Major Pain about the little orphan boy, right, um, the smallest one in the troop. And um, he was crying about something, and she was coming to his aid, right? And she was, you know, trying to console him and nurture him. And Major Pain, you know, raised the flask and was like, you know, you need to stop babying him. And she was like, you know, I don't call it babying. I call it nurturing. And he said, well, I call it neutering, right? <laughs> so he's like, what you need to do is pop your titty out of your, his mouth and stop babying him. And so what I'm here to ask you today is what, okay, brace yourself, y'all. All right, you know, fire sound to be raw. What titty do you need to pop out of your mouth, okay, so you can stop being babied and start to milk your own cow? All right, we're going to talk about this. Let's go for it today. All right, the posture of a champion, okay, inner posture of a champion. Now, listen, posture means this. It means the relative disposition of the parts of something. It is a mental or spiritual attitude. It is a position, a condition, or state, posture, okay? It's a setting. It's a set. It's a cementing, okay? It's a thermostat, all right? Posture. Keep that in mind. Posture, some of the synonyms for posture may be your attitude. We talked about that, your condition, your demeanor, your deportment, your disposition. I like that one. Your presence, your setting, your situation or your state, your attitude, your feelings, or your frame of mind, all right? Keep that in mind. That's posture. Now let's talk about champion for a second. A champion. We're all champions. Who are we? We're people who have defeated all opponents in a competition or a series of competitions so as to hold first place, all right? I love to to hear the scripture that talks about consistent conquest. It says in the Amplified. All right, so we are those who have consistent conquest. Anything that takes first place in the competition, it is a person who fights for or defends a person or a cause. Please hear that. So in these terms, a champion could also be synonymous to a hero, okay? First hero 
to yourself. You can be a hero to yourself and then a hero to somebody else. You could be a champion to yourself and then you be a champion of somebody else, okay, or something. It is a fighter or a warrior. What is considered him for a champion? It is a chief. It's choice. It's distinguished. It's first. It's greatest. It's head. It's out of sight. It's out of this world. It's outstanding. It's premier. A champion is primed, they're principal, they're prize winning. A champion is splendid, they're super, they're superior, tip top, top drawer, top notch, top flight, top. This top flight, top flight, Greg, top flight, I'm sorry, of the world. They're unbeaten, they're undefeated, and they're world class, okay? These are our champions. So listen. You need to know that champions are not trained, are trained and made. Sorry, let me say that again. Champions are trained and made. They are not born. So that means no matter what, what background situation that you come from, no matter what your um, 2017 has held in store for you thus far, you still have enough time to train yourself to be a champion and to conquer and to come out on the back end December 31st as a champion. Yes, you do. You still have time. But there's some inner fortitude that you need. There are some inner workings of your soul that you need in order to champion over your life, champion over your mind, champion over your relationships, champion over your money, champion over your health, champion over anything that is vital to you, okay, champion in your profession, so on and so forth. The first thing you need is this. This is no necessary hierarchy or anything of that nature, okay, and there will be um, a part two to this, but I'm going to give you the first five today. One is gratitude. You need gratitude, Okay. Firestrader came by to remind you that nobody owes you anything, but you need to be grateful in the smallest of things. Those who express gratitude don't have a sense of entitlement will usually get more. I'll say that again. Those who express gratitude and don't have a sense of entitlement will usually get more. Great things will not come to you if you're not going to express thankfulness for what you have already. So I want you to consider Consider being more grateful. One of the most underserved, I wouldn't say, concepts or principles probably that we have in our society is gratitude. We really can do a better job with that. So your life work is when you get up in the morning, okay, we learned this in coach land, uh, we scream, okay, I invite you to scream, I love my life, okay? I know it's probably going to sound goofy. Okay? It's going to feel goofy. But you got to, you know, be able to look a little goofy, right, in order to get, you know, what other people don't that aren't willing to look goofy. So you say you wake up. First thing, you pop open your eyes in the morning, I love my life. And then you enter into gratitude. Another um, strategy that you can use, I learned from Millionaire Mind Experience, um, I still use it to this day. It's very, very um, promoting is that anytime you find any dividend of money, I don't care how small or large it is, okay, any money that you find, penny, dime, dollar in your pocket, $5, whatever, you find it, right? You say, I am a money magnet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As soon as you find it, that's what you say. I am a money magnet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That means you're inviting right, the universe, whatever you call it, the, the energy in the spirit to attract and have money to be magnetized to you. Number two, in order to have the inner uh, soul and posture of a champion, number two, you need to have humility. Humility. Humility, in my definition, is to get low on purpose. 
get low on purpose. You must be intentional. All of these principles, you guys, are wrapped in intentionality, okay? You're not going to accident upon them, and they're not going to happen like, oops, by mistake. Mm -mm. You have to be intentional, okay? So humility, right, in the inner posture of a champion, we're talking about conquering the rest of your year, to resist temptation to rise in pride, even when you feel justified in the thing. Mm, let me help you. To resist temptation to rise in pride, even when you feel justified in a thing. So your life work is, hold on, um, click your seatbelt. Next time you have a disagreement with someone, I want you to apologize first. Mm-hmm. I said next time you have a disagreement with someone, I want you to apologize first, even if you're right. Even if you're right and you know you're right, you feel justified, I want you to do it. It said that that is actually, for a compliment, the most mature person in the room. They're the one that actually has the, um, you know, the better soul. So if you want to, you know, put that on and wear that, put that in your back pocket, okay, you can utilize that if it will help you feel better. Number three, number three, giving, giving. To develop the inner posture of a champion, you have to be a giver. Please hear me. You have to be a giver. You need to practice selflessness. You need to go the distance when it's merited. And do know that when you're a giver, it's more for you than for them. It's more of the skill that you're working in you than what it is that you expect from them or to give to them or you helping them out, okay? So how you can practice this is by sometimes giving your last, right? So for the true givers in the Scoop Nation, we can give our last. So remember, I thought of a funny story when we were um, younger, when we were kids. I remember friends would come up, and you might have candy, you might have now lettuce, right, or some gum or whatever, right? Comes, you know, about five in a pack or something like that, right? And so somebody comes and asks, you know, can I have a piece? And you'll say, Uh well, it's my last one. And we'll say clearly, like, that's my last one. Like, you clearly wouldn't expect me to give you my last one. And the friend will walk away like, oh, okay, you're right, you're right. It's like no big deal. Well, that is not the way, okay, it's supposed to go. You need to learn. Look, if you got one more left, then that should be the one that I'm getting, okay? Give your last. It's clearly in my face, all right? That means that you were saving it for me. So don't be afraid to give your last. Listen. I have a mantra, and I have to uh, have this mantra in, for, in regard to me uh, because of my history with money and my relationship with money. My mantra is this. I rule money. Money doesn't rule me. Hear me. Now, why do I have that mantra? So it means this. It means that money doesn't compel me to spend it because I have it, and money doesn't compel me to spend it when I'm budgeted, and it doesn't make me withhold it when it's time to give. So hear me. So that means I am the one that gives my money um, a job to do, right? I make it functional. So many people, it's the reverse. Money's telling them what to do. But you should be the one telling money what to do, okay? Every dollar should have its purpose, okay? Another teaching will keep going. So you need to give over and above. When you're prompted to, uh, when I'm prompted to, I practice giving more than I intended. Listen, it's a skill, you guys. Pay attention, okay? It's not just because. I'm working the skill in me to not entertain any residue of any low-level impoverished or selfish practices from my yesteryear, from my old man. 
okay, that uh, that had a saver's mentality out of fear. Yes, I saved well, but it was out of fear. It was a defense. It was not in trust. So that's still not good enough. You have to practice things to come out of poverty or selfishness to break the back of some learned conditioning that you have filtered into your into 2017. Please hear me. Poverty can express itself like waste or like hoarding on either spectrum. You can be a spendthrift, right, and be just as impoverished, and you can be a hoarder and just as impoverished. You don't give anything. For your life work, I want you to develop a mantra for your giving habits, and I want you to examine your relationship with money. Just like I developed my mantra for my giving habits, I want you to do the same, and I want you to develop to examine your relationship with money. Number four, number four to have the inner posture of a champion is to sacrifice. Ooh, I know I just sound like I cursed up in here. Sacrifice, okay? That means to go beyond your comfort zone. Listen, things that might taste good to you doesn't mean that that's always good for you just because it tastes good. You must, in order to uh, embrace sacrifice, you have to learn to invite tension into your life. Listen, invite tension into your life. Uh, fasting will help you do this. Giving your last will help you do this. Your best, your favorite, give it. Dieting, drinking, don't let something that is unhealthy for you be a dominant practice, okay? And the last one, Winifred, we're going to have words. Compassion. <laughs> Compassion is your last uh, principle for an inner posture of a champion. A compassion is love in action with intentionality. Compassion is a movement and a demonstration. Listen, I share with my clients today how compassion even plays a role in forgiveness, okay? In order to be able to forgive properly, another way for doing that is granting relief or pardon for a person. Listen, when somebody harms you, do know that they are a person, too, that needs compassion because they probably are suffering from the guilt and the condemnation and the shame that comes from even hurting you unintentionally. So you want to practice compassion because a champion knows how to forgive, okay? And so with that, because my chief is sounding his horn, I'm going to conclude conclude this segment of Passion Talk, the inner posture of a champion, part one. We will have a part two, you guys. Any questions, comments, or concerns? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're good everyone's good was that great for you I pray okay come back and listen to that that was loaded okay and it was a lot to take in and it had to be pushed out quickly but please go back and meditate on those principles you will have a part two until next time you guys this is Cicely Victoria your fire starter okay um, stay in purpose stay in power stay in passion and stay on fire I love you I'm out of here. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Good job. Good job. All right, we got about a minute and 57 seconds left uh, for the show, so we're going to go ahead and get into last words real quick. Kels, you can go first. Oh, like always, like always <laughs> I enjoy myself. Um, got some very good tips from my fitness guy and from the fire starter. Um, great hot topic. I want everyone to have a blessed rest of the week. 
and stay positive in the, you know, we know we're going through the full moon change and all that, so stay positive. Hello? I just want to say thank you, Tasha Featherstone, for pushing the show. You are the real MVP tonight. Thank you. Definitely. Tasha, Tasha, Tasha. Definitely. Tasha has been, been lighting social media. Um, I want to say, uh, first of all, I want to say happy birthday to my mom. So this hey. weekend is her birthday, so happy birthday to you. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody uh, who tuned in tonight. It was a great show. A lot of a lot of really good information. So if you do need to hear the replay again, you can click the link, the show link, and listen to it again. And please share it. I want to say what's up um, to the Scoop Nation. I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Continue to grow. Uh, continue to learn to love and live together. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good rest of your week. We will be back next week with another great show, with another great topic. Um, and I'm excited. So I hope you guys have a good rest of the week. Also, if you have not downloaded your copy of Nouveau Exposure, do that today at nouveauexposure.org. And uh, uh, what else? What am I missing? And word on Wednesday is tomorrow. So tomorrow, 7 o'clock, Pastor Birds will be here for the word on Wednesday. Um, you can tune in on Global Drive Network on blogtalkradio.com. Hope you guys have a good night, and we'll be back next week.